This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that is sure somewhere in another dimension, porn stars are reviewing our podcast. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. I'm here with my co-host, Alice Vaughn, who I know porn stars have reviewed her before. Alice, how are you doing? Oh, man, that's so true. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying you've been your ass has been on a motor bunny being viewed millions of times. And that got porn stars to slide into our DMs. So indeed, it's happening in this dimension. So maybe maybe this is a proof that there is interdimensional travel because it's already starting the splits. I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm just I'm going with it. It's going to work out. <laughs> You know, the next video I make is going to just be where I get shifty and shun the floor because that's what Dan Harmon's paying me to do. We knew it. You're a, a Harmon shill. Clearly. Wait, is there an actual sexual term for getting swifty? Because I know everyone here is getting swifty and like there's a general, hey, getting sh- I, I want I want a definition like Santorum. I mean, let's check. Actually, hold on. Let me check Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Uh, getting Come on, get swifty. I mean, good song to be fair. So Swifty in Urban Dictionary, the ultimate abandonment of inhibition while having a good time, it is akin to getting crunk, raging, or going ham. <laughs> they spelled it that way. It's not ham. that I just said it with enthusiasm. Like they spelled ham like it had multiple syllables. Oh, yes. I didn't know that was. How does my H like is it H A dash A M or is it just a lot of A's? A lot of A's. A lot of A's to give ham an extra syllable. Now I know. But we have one other person on the show who knows a little bit about getting swifty too. I like that segue. That was a good segue. And I don't have many of them. (laughs) Hey, hey, keep taking shots and they'll work out. So we've had her on before. I'm so happy to have her back. We have Ella Darling, director of marketing at Vero Club, adult performer, and who was our first fucking guest for this show. She put up with us back when we didn't know what we were doing. Thank you so much for standing by us, Ella. Thank you so much for having me back. And I actually kind of have reviewed your podcast because when I refer my friends to it, I'm like, yo, these girls are fucking rad. You're going to love it. And it's going to be great. So... A plus. Okay, so first off, thank you so much for back when, when we knew nothing. You held our hands. You are our fairy porn mother. Oh, that's, I have a fairy porn mother. It's so nice to be able to be someone else's fairy porn mother. Oh, wait, who's your fairy porn mother? Her name is Jincy Lumpkin. She doesn't work in the industry anymore, but when I was early in my career, I was doing girl girl porn and she made some of the most beautiful lesbian porn for lesbians. And she taught me so much. She taught me all about walking red carpets and how to dress and what not to wear. She, at one point, issued a blanket ban on anything animal-related because I came to her hotel room one day with a wolf spirit hood and an owl purse. And I don't know. I dressed like a... You dressed like you ate tree bark? (laughs) Yeah, basically. But yeah, I'm glad to be someone else's fright porn mother. Then again, animal print are the state colors of New Jersey. (laughs) It's true. I don't think it, Jersey would be anywhere without leopard print spandex. Who oh, no. knows? Oh, uh, hey, we weren't saying that. Just to for the viewer at home, uh, Ella just held up a leopard print piece of what? What was it? Uh, they're pajama pants, but I have a lot of leopard print. I feel like I don't have enough leopard print in my wardrobe. Like maybe I haven't bought my dress yet for the AVNs, which I don't, I'm not sure if this episode's going to come out before the I AVNs or not. I think it's going to come out around the AVNs. Maybe I should get a leopard print dress. Just lean in, do it. No, I'm kidding. I'm, people don't need to see that. <laughs> People will be terrified of it. I'm leaning very heavy this year into the Caden Cross look. I mean, last year she wore a green stunner. So when I saw green this year, I I went all in. Look, I'm not going to have Manuel Ferrara on my arm, but this is close enough. (laughs) This is one of the times of your life where you can try to have him on your arm, or at least close enough to your arm to feel like a creep. (laughs) I'll settle for the latter. My st- I, and I know I've told this on the podcast before, but my, I'm telling this to Ella now. At the Pornhub Awards, I was trying to get a picture with him just to send over to Alice because, of course, and I had my hand on his arm. Like, I was just trying to, you know, it wasn't like a grab him and get him to, you know, like, come here. with. It was just, you know, hand was resting on his sleeve. And I'm saying, and I, it's loud in there. You remember how loud that room was. I'm just trying to say, hey, could I get a picture? And someone literally takes his other arm and, like, pulls him out from underneath me. It was like he just evaporated like I was never there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I had him. I Damn. had him in my hands. I'm hoping AVNs, I'll be able to snag him just because I know that 
Alice won't be able to make words happen near him. <laughs> Manuel is a really, uh, a really good dude. He's a lot of fun. Maybe they'll be partying at the AVNs. It could happen. Who knows? Ella, it's been well over a year and a half. What have you been up to? Has it been that long? Oh, my goodness gracious. We've talked about so much porn. We've seen so much dick. We've seen a six-minute cum shot. Wow. That seems... Is unnecessary? Unhealthy? I think that the visuals that they added to it brought something <laughs> to the overall cinematography of the film. No, it was really fucked up. We've seen puppet porn. Muppet 69ing. Wow. Look, I found out what a continental hot sock is, and I'm okay with it. I don't know what that is. Inform us, inf and the audience needs to know. Are you making this up? It's very similar to a felty. Ask a Muppet. Oh my. Felty. How did I, I... I also don't know what a felty is. I need to spend some time on Urban Dictionary, it seems. I need to spend some time with Muppets. I need to spend some time with a guy's hand up my ass. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Now I... I unexpectedly have a new fetish. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, so what have I been up to? Gosh, it's been a while. I don't remember what I was doing when I spoke to you, but I was the chief marketing officer of an adult VR headset company, which I left. And then just a few months ago, I became the marketing director of an adult VR app called Vero Club. And it's pretty fucking cool. I actually really want you guys to try it sometime. It's all like CGI. It's like a video game. And there are several experiences you can try where you've got this very attractive, you know, character avatar in front of you and sexy things happen. And there's a furry experience. There's a guy on guy experience. And soon there will be an Ella Darling experience. I got to be oh, yes. captured. I, I did a whole mocap day and I'm going to be in this game. So I'm pretty psyched. I love it. Okay, but can you any chance recommend that there's going to be a girl guy experience where from the female perspective, you know, where, let, let me put it this way. When I put on a VR headset last time, I was with a couple dudes. I looked down and I had a dick. So, I mean, not generally something when I look down on myself, I see a penis, but I mean, I would love to have, you know, a vagine and look at a guy and have him seduce me or have the other version. Some bobs and vagine? <laughs> the bobs and vagine. I will have bobs and vagine. <laughs> there is an experience that is from the perspective of a person with a vagina. And mine, when it comes out, I actually did two versions of it. So you can choose oh. whether it's the vulva version or the penis version. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I want it to be inclusive. I like banging girls, so. Yay. This makes me happy. It's getting a little hot in here. Anyways, moving on. So it's been, you know, it's been a year of transition for you, a year of change in terms of what you're doing for work. What are you working on right now? The big thing is Vero Club. I'm really psyched about it. I joined their team a couple months ago. They're really, really cool people. The app works with, like, I want to say over 50 different teledildonic and haptic devices. So if you got one, it'll probably work with this one. And uh, it's just really cool. You know, I'm really happy to work with them and I'm excited about the stuff that we're doing and the places we're going to go. Eventually, we want to make it like a social space so you'd be able to talk to other people and interact with other people and in some areas, consensually, even activate their like devices so you could jerk each other off through your fleshlight launch, basically. Are there any cool new toys in Teledildonics I don't know about? There are some pretty cool ones. Uh, Lovens has some really great options if you're a person with a vulva. They also have, if you're someone with a penis, something called a Max 2, which is like really popular and people are really into it. But yeah, there's always cool new devices. Max 2 was also uh, one of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> it was after Max 1. <laughs> Max 1 was the Horcrux. No one will find his body. Oh dear. <laughs> He's now just a teledildonic. The soul is trapped in there. Oh my god, if you had to turn sex toys into horcruxes, what would you choose? Oh man, well, which ones last the longest? Technically, a horcrux should be something that's personal to you, but you can hide easily, right? Same with sex toys, mm. though. I think that rule applies to, to both. I feel the Hitachi would be like, it would be too obvious because it's like, I obviously love this thing too much. This is not a place where I could put my soul yeah, that, that's a really obvious one for this show. I mean, I almost want to put a butt plug because then I could just leave it on a set of a gay porn and I'm good. Unless someone squeezes super tight. There we go. Yvette, Ella, what are your horcruxes? One of them's got to be a bottle of Diet Coke, obviously. 
Like my soul is at least one seventh Diet Coke already. Mine is one seventh empty bottle of lube, I guess. <laughs> my Enjoy wand. Do you guys know Enjoy toys? I feel like I I've heard of think them. So they are made of surgical grade stainless steel. They're oh nice. They're heavy. They're they come in like a really beautiful box with pink satin. I have several of their toys. The guy who runs it is this absolute fucking weirdo in the same way that I'm an absolute fucking weirdo. So he's very close to my heart. Um, nice. And he's gifted me a couple of really cool things. And that wand, it's Ooh. heavy. It's steel. It's double-ended. It's kind of curved a little bit like a banana. There's a small ball on one end and a larger one on the other. And back when I was camming a lot, I could use that yeah. thing to just like juice the score from my pussy. Like just guaranteed, well, guaranteed. What's the name of it again? Where can I find this? It's called an Enjoy, N apostrophe J-O-Y wand. They have a lot. They have some pretty hefty toys and they're all steel. It's also the first thing I ever put in my butt was an Enjoy butt plug. Oh, it took your butt genity. But I have a question. So it's steel. What if it's a cold night? Don't you have to then heat it up? Warm water. Oh. Yeah, you could put in. I mean, I just I just accept the fun little, little shock of cold and, hey, my pussy will warm it right up. Although with the butt, I oh, do baby. prefer to sort of warm it up a little bit first. I don't want something cold just pushing its way in. Yeah, it'll just pucker a little bit more. Just pretend you're fucking a robot. Oh, man. Pretend. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. We could actually do that. Oh, oh actually, uh, isn't there, I know back when we spoke, we mentioned, I feel like, a sex doll, uh, like a place where you could go and fuck a sex doll. Oh, yeah, you could rent out a sex doll. Yeah, there's a brothel. Yeah, and right now, as we're recording this, I feel like CES is going on, and I could have sworn I saw an advertisement where it said that people could rent Go in, but you have to clean it out. Y'all, it's not nice to talk about Ivanka Trump that way. <laughs> oh, Sometimes the jokes are just oh easy. Oh, what a disaster that was. Why did they do that? Oh, my God. She's a woman and she has a job. Really smart women will want to hear from this. Uh, God. I'm sorry. I'm not going to take my advice from someone who started a handbag line on Daddy's Dime. Yeah. Also, I've seen her shoes. They're hideous. And her outfit's right. I'm sorry, but they deserve to be marked down. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, audience, for this being bitchy and cruel. We don't care. But, that, but this is how you know Ivanka Trump has no friends. She has how much fucking money? And I can see the track line for her extensions. I'm just saying if she had any friends, someone would have told her. This is how you know no one likes her. Well, how you know no one likes her is Carly Kloss is an absolute fucking sweetheart and she's married into the Kushner family and you'll never see her in a photo with her and Ivanka. Ooh. They hate her. Uh, for whatever reason, the Kushners hate her. And I think it's just, you know, she's not from old money or whatever. But yeah, you know, it's she married a Kushner. What'd she expect? If you're BFFs with Ivanka Trump, write in info at Two Girls, One Mike. We're waiting on the hate mail. Let us know if people have to clean the cum out of her pussy after they turn her on to use her for a sex robot. We want to know about this. God, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> so speaking of cum and sex, we did review a porn this week. And Ella, although we've had you on the show before, we've never reviewed a porn with you. Correct. And this one, this one was pretty special. I have to admit, I was a little disappointed in the lack of plot. However, the beautiful application of bright turquoise body paint did make up for it quite a bit. So what did we review this week? Dick and Morty, the Rick and Morty parody. They really extended themselves on that name for the parody. <laughs> and it could have been, you know, Dick and Horny or Dick and Hori. Oh, oh, hey, I like the one thing. I don't know if you guys noticed this because there's only like really one scene with dialogue followed by banging. But in the scene, a couple times, Morty went back and forth between Rick and Dick <laughs> when addressing Dick. I caught it at first because I was like, huh, did they just say Rick? And like, they definitely said each of them a couple of times. Now, before we get into the porn, okay, so who wants to take this? Uh, if you've never seen Rick and Morty, how would you describe it? So the easiest way to describe Rick and Morty uh, is that once upon a time, uh, Harmon and company decided to make a cartoon called, well, you know, The Adventures of, what was it, Doc and Mart? Anyways, they were trying to make a thing that was kind of a parody-ish 
thing on, you know, Doc and Marty from Back to the Future. But instead of time travel, it's interdimensional travel. And it expanded into what it is now, into this, you know, from this kind of these short cartoons of very, very low quality animation into Rick and Morty. And it's Rick, who's the smartest man in the universe and also a total fucking pervert and drug addict. And Morty, who is a little dumb. A little slow, but he's also, you know, very often being picked on by his uncle. And like the the jokes are very nihilistic and um, filthy. And, and you never, like, I think, the randomness of the things they use for p- the punchlines in the joke is probably the one of the hallmarks of Rick and Morty. Yes, the specific parody, by the way, it's in our Wood Rocket production, and you guys know how much we love Wood Rocket. Love Wood Rocket. I just want to say, love them. We've masturbated to them a little bit. Yep. I mean, we have yet to see. I mean, we're going to we're going to cover it. I know you guys want it, but Ella, you are in their version of The Room. I am. That was my first boy-girl shoot when I was still working with men. I don't really shoot that much anymore, but um, that was my first because Leroy is amazing. He's the person who runs Wood Rocket. And I love him. Love him. So yeah, I was in The Room. I was also in Asventure Time as Princess Bubblecum. Oh my God. All right. We have to watch both of these. I, I, I feel it as a need, both as a friend and as a porn connoisseur, that we need to review your work for the audience at home. Please do. That knits the room and it's amazing. So this specific porn is not a cartoon. Uh, it's live action, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if anything, I personally think that we are in Dimension C-069, you know, where Rick and Morty are porn <laughs> oh, stars. Hey. Yes. We left Dimension C-137. Fuck yeah. Look, nobody exists on purpose. No one belongs anywhere. We're all going to die. Come watch some porn. (laughs) Come home. Instead of transdimensional cable, watching porn. Hell yeah. So it stars April O'Neil, which is one of the reasons I was excited because she actually played Horseline in Asventure Time. She's also someone who I consider a very lovely friend. She's just a wonderful, wonderful human being incredibly genuine, incredibly kind, and just cool and chill as fuck. Like, she's she plays nice. competitive pinball, by the way. What? What? Yeah. yeah. She's your nerd dream girl who is actually living the nerd lifestyle and thriving in it. She's amazing. I mean, we would love to have her on. I mean, she stole my heart in 10-inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> And Fab to the Future. <laughs> and she she works, she collaborates with Leroy at Wood Rocket. She performs in a lot of their stuff, but she also helps write things. And uh, and yeah, she's just a fucking badass. And I have a not-so-secret giant fucking crush on her. And she's wonderful. So, so April, if you're listening. Come on the show, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, so when you told me that this was the one that we were going to review, I loved it because I fucking love April. I love Rick and Morty. Aww. And I love Leroy and Wood Rocket, so it was perfect. And Seth. And Vuko, I I don't think I know the male performer, or if I do, I don't know him well. But I'm sure I've masturbated to him before at some point. I just don't remember in what. Haven't we all? It's, I feel like at this point, it's just like, ah, eh, t- like how many porns have you seen where the the male face just isn't there, and it's just shoulders on down? And I'm like, I might have seen his face in the 30 seconds of the beginning of this. And then afterwards, it's like, well, I like the what his I like what his hips were doing. Good job on that. <laughs> So Ryan McLean is the male talent who plays Rick. And personally, I was a little disappointed because I thought, hey, they could have cast if they wanted to like a silver fox. You know who I wanted? And it's because he uh, played Doc in Fab to the Future. I wanted Michael Vegas. That would have been solid casting because number one, already played the guy from which we spoofed this. So doing the spoof of the thing, that's a spoof of the other thing. It would be right. I feel that this needs to be redone, all of it from top to bottom, and I want Michael Vegas in there. Well, I mean, the porn is only 21 minutes long, and I felt there was so much more room for additional content that we didn't get. Much like Archer, we need a whole mini-series of this. What would you have liked? I want to see the fucked up family dynamics. I want Jerry to be divorced and there to be a stepdaughter situation. Like, I feel there are things that we can incorporate into this. Right. That are baked into the cake. So just so you guys have an idea, in this specific porn, so Morty blows it again, as usual. 
Dick recruits an ex-girlfriend, Unitity, to help him with this pickle. Uh, and in the meantime, Beth, she's divorced from Jerry. Oh and she God. gets a little help from mm, a Mr. M- box. Yeah, from a Mr. Mesex <laughs> and bird person. Oh, and a furniture person. Uh-huh. Okay, there's a scene in which she she is ostensibly getting banged by first the Mesex, or sorry, the Mesex, then bird person, and then a chair and in each of these they cut back from the scene and you see it's a silicon molded vagina with these things going in and out i'm like well done so there were there were decisions behind that i respect that <laughs> i need to know was there no one willing to volunteer their pussy to say yeah i'll fuck a chair yeah just put a condom on it it's fine <laughs> do you need a condom for a chair oh yeah maybe i would definitely throw a condom on a chair i don't know yeah. what a fucking chair has been do you know how many butts a chair sees in its lifetime they're fucking sluts probably not tested why are you sex shaming the chair you don't know what it's been up to maybe you're the chair's first oh it's been saving itself it's a virgin chair it's virgin oak virgin wood <laughs> ah! <laughs> if the that chair is coming. a virgin then i want to throw a condom on it so that it lasts more than you know i'm trying to think of a chair pun it's not coming to me so it'll keep rocking for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I need it to wear a condom because I don't want its seat inside of me. Oh, I'm sure it could support a very heavy load. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well. Well, I couldn't chair less. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm cool with fucking a chair, but I do not. Stools are off limits for me. Perhaps a bicycle seat. So. This edition of Dick and Morty, so the triple X parody. So just so you guys know, you guys could see it on Wood Rocket. But what I didn't realize is that on Pornhub Premium, there's an uncut version extended sex sequence with Pickle Rick. What? 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 Right. Okay. I I Uh, feel there's been a grave error in me not watching this yet. Alice, I had this really funny idea that we were friends. I thought we were, but somehow you withheld <laughs> this from me, and I'm really doubting a lot of things that I, I think, once believed. Alice, you're out of the lady squad until you give us the link to this. No. Wait, is there a Pickle Rick dildo somewhere? I mean, I don't know if there's a Pickle Rick dildo, but in this case, she essentially uses a dildo which has a CGI'd Pickle Rick. I mean, it's really similar to when we did, what was it, Nardians of the Galaxy, where... We had Groot when he was baby Groot, when he had his face on the Groot. And by the way, if you haven't seen that porn, that's another thing. You have Groot's face on a wooden dildo. Wow. You're You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) No one needed to know that. (laughs) Fucking artistry. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. If people don't see the art that goes into porn, they need to see better porn. Mm -hmm. So I felt, and I mean, I feel like you guys felt this too, I was personally a little disappointed from what we did get from the 21 minutes of the specific porn. I mean, we've seen tons of Wood Rocket stuff in the past. And don't get me wrong, I felt like they hit on a lot of classics and a lot of classic quotes from Rick and Morty. But I felt it was way too short. I'm just saying I need more foreplay than five minutes. That's all we got. I wanted Rick to stay in character during the banging, and that really didn't seem to be a happening. I like. I'm, I'm like, this is all we're getting. Like, is this going to be a, you know, much like ha- what happened with the Archer parody striker? I feel like this needs an eight episode series in order for us to get what we need out of it. Here's what I think. It was so fucking true to the source material in that I watched it and I wanted even more. As soon as I finished it, I was like, okay, where's the next season of this? Oh, I have to wait two years? Nope. I, whenever I watch Rick and Morty, I immediately want more Rick and Morty. I binge it. I want more. This kind of left me in the same space. The beginning, I thought they really nailed the dialogue. I thought Vuko, who played Morty, really did a great job of channeling that character and the awkwardness. I also like there's a very quick cutscene want- where Morty's like, I'm an adult now. And then it's it's a quick cut. It's like, it's a porno. I was like, fuck yes. I love this. I love it. I love that moment. That was so cute. It was a, I'm an adult now. And just like quick cut, it's a porno with a little bit of the cracking voice. I'm like, oh, it just, it, it reminded me a little bit of the moment in um, Fap to the Future where Morty once again turns to the camera and says, family members can't have sex on, on video, not even in a porno. <laughs> I'm like, ah, these little these little fourth wall breaking scenes are so nice. I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, okay, so Rick and Morty in this specific porn, you have Rick banging his uh, hive mind slam piece, Unitity, which okay, that's fine, but I mean, 
why not go out and do like Sleepy Gary and Jerry or like an AI spaceship with Summer or Morty on Morty or maybe evil Morty and Jessica action, you know, or hell, Gearhead and anyone he's able to convince that he's a vindicator. There would have been so many uh, great additional things that you could have shoved into this porn. Can you imagine how fucking boring Gearhead would be to fuck? Yeah, but I want it. Maybe his personality comes out when he's fucking. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Harder. Harder. Take it, slut. I mean, that would get me pretty Grease wet. my gears. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I actually really liked it. I, The episode of Rick and Morty that features Unity is my favorite episode, hands I down. I love that episode. Like, if you're not, like, a little teary-eyed at the end of that, watching, like, the sadness and the depression that Rick is very clearly in, uh, mm-hmm. you didn't watch the same episode that and I did. the song at the end of that episode by Chaos Chaos oh, is so fucking good. It's like, when I just really want to lean into being fucking sad as hell... That's a song Watch that I that. listen to. It's yeah. so good. And I think Unity is fucking hot. I, I mean, just the idea of oh, fucking yeah. Hive Mind is super hot to me. But one thing I wish is that when Unity came, I wish there had been a cut to like a bunch of other people just like suddenly, like all of the other like bodies of her Hive Mind just coming at the same time, like in the middle of whatever they're doing. Oh, that's perfect. Like, I feel like this could have easily been at least a threesome. I mean, why couldn't a second Unity have shown up? Or maybe a third? Or maybe, I don't know. I feel like more Unity could have been used in that. But A stadium of redheads and a giraffe? Exactly. Exactly. I think, like, there's so much room to play in, in the Rick and Morty universe. Why stop at just one iteration of Unity? You guys know that the episode that uh, Rick and Morty, the real one, when they featured Unity, do you know what the episode was called? I don't recall. No. Auto-erotic assimilation. Wow. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's begging to be a porno. Right? So just so you guys know, if you've never, you don't have any idea who Unity is. And by the way, they do things in this porn that reference the original, okay? So for example, so you guys have an idea of what's going on in the porn. So Rick is in the garage. Uh, He's messing around with Morty. And then after Morty leaves, Rick calls Unity. uh, Via portal gun. Yeah. So, yeah, Rick transports Unity into his lab, and she was on her way to a meeting with the Galactic Federation, which is canon since she mentioned in her episode that her ultimate goal is to join the Galactic Federation in order to have access to other planets and unify with them as well. And she also references that she is with Beta 7 now. Who, if you remember in the Unity episode, uh, Beta 7 was the kind of Borg type character that was voiced by Patton Oswalt and was kind of lame compared to Rick. But now she's moved on to a stable hive mind she can be happy with. You know, I didn't realize this until I started doing some Googling, but I think when they mentioned Beta 7, they're referencing. The seven in the name may be a reference to Seven of Nine, the ex-Borg character in Star Trek Voyager. And I think Beta Seven's name is possibly a term on Beta, you know, a slang for, you know, a man who's less manly than normal or weak-willed. So... You know, I, I love this show just because there's so many Easter eggs and they're so thoughtful. But Unity is with, or Unitity is with Beta 7, but she still ends up banging... Rick, because this is what you do when you're in a toxic relationship where you can't get out because sex is great, right? You know, if you're going to keep on banging the biggest genius asshole in the universe, it may as well be because it's got a good dick. Yeah. Okay. So there was one part that I was a little bit disappointed in and it's that, Mm -hmm. so she's like turquoise. She's got this beautiful turquoise. Even She's got purple they hair. They did an amazing job with the body paint. Yeah. And the pubes! And the pubes are purple. So she's got purple hair and the <gasps> curtains match the drapes. I love Just, that. You can't not applaud. Right? I mean, they corrected it in the Simpsons episode. You guys heard how mad I was <laughs> when Marge's uh, hair didn't match her pubes. But here they got it right. They got it fucking right. The one thing... So she has a few little kind of darker turquoise like circles, like dots on her forehead, which I think is true to the Unity character. The one thing that I wish had been different about the styling was I wish they'd used a slightly darker turquoise for her nipples because her breasts are all a single color. And I just wish that there was a little bit of a a differentiation in the shade on the, the nipples. 
See, when I was looking at her nipples, I was trying to figure out, does she have target nipples or cone nipples? Mm. First race war, huh? Oh, man. Yeah, first race war. Who knows how that one's going to end up? Look, to be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to jerk off to Dick and Morty. God. <laughs> you sound like... Every- Only high IQ individuals understand the joke, which is why I'm one of the people who's in on the joke. Yes. You hear that, feminist? That's why I go to McDonald's with a samurai sword, because I'm so fucking hardcore. I just am that fan. Yeah, okay, Rick and Morty has a fucking toxic fan base. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, if you think you're special because you think the jokes somebody else wrote are funny, uh, and that makes you funny, you're not funny. By the way, this came out at the height of the Szechuan sauce debacle at McDonald's. Oh, my God. That was I think that was probably like peak Rick and Morty fandom douchebaggery. Mm -hmm. Did you guys try it, though? I couldn't. I went to a McDonald's and they were all sold out. You know, it was pointed out that this was the rickest move ever because what do they do? Like they found this giant demand for this thing. And instead of releasing it for everyone to try out, they're like, here's your pittance, people. Now fight. Like, that was a very Rick move (laughs) for how they released it. I hesitate to admit this where others might hear it because I don't want my house to get looted. But I do have (gasps) a remaining little (gasps) thing of Szechuan sauce in my refrigerator. One little packet. Wait, from Mulan days? No, from Rick and Morty days. Of course, it wasn't Rick and Morty because whatever. There's just clearly a response, but... Yeah, we're, we're, quote, not doing this in response to the millions of people who are asking for it. Sure. Yeah. So going back to the porn, you had a very, very short intro. You had Unity, which, I mean, personally, I how did they not call her Poonity? <laughs> right? Poonity would have been a me? good one. I liked what they did with it, but Unity, to me, is someone with one tit. Just right? one. Just a single. You know, just a Lucy. If you have one tit, make it work. For sure. Punity would have been good. So you had Punity and Rick Sanchez banging. So we all figured out the definition of a dirty Sanchez. And <laughs> I was just there. My brain was just there. Oh, same page. Oh, dear. And then at the end, you had Vuko who comes in as an adult Morty who's like, oh, geez, because he walks in on Unitity and Rick banging. Hey, you guys. Oh, oh geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, again, I would... I would love some follow-up. Like, you know, when we had Morty, who was traffic. Do you guys remember in the first episode where Morty was trafficking illegal seeds for Rick by stuffing them up his butthole? Yes. Yes. Okay, Yvette, you and I both know Bad Dragon has a toy for that. I'm just saying this is an episode. Like, this is a whole episode of just slowly, like, this is going to be some some really off-the-wall fetish porn, but you know what? They could work it in while they're working it in. Put it way up there in your butthole, Morty. Way up there. Way up there. Nice and slow. Got to do it. It's for humanity. (sighs) How many random things from Rick and Morty that are already in existence could be turned into a porno trope? We have yet to see what a plumbus is for. Just, uh, whatchamacallit, working uh, with the interdimensional travel thing. Since this is not Morty C-137, this is Morty from another dimension that came into this one. It'd be kind of like step-sibling porn for him and Summer to bang. Oh, my God. Which is disgusting. You are welcome. I think that's still sibling. I, that's, I mean... If they're from another dimension, does it count? Write to us. Info at twogirlswithmike.com. We need to know. We need to know. Does Rick and Morty porn, if one of them is from another dimension, do they still count as... 100% being family. I think, okay, when it comes to incest, why is incest even a thing that is frowned upon, right? It's because you don't want people with similar genetics to make fucked up kids. Yeah. Because we remember the Habsburg's chin. <laughs> it doesn't matter which dimension you're from. If the, I mean, you know what though? Is Lizard Morty the same genetic code as C-137 Morty? Oh, Cronenberg Morty is definitely not the same genetically. Yeah, so now I'm not sure. I want to know what Cronenberg's porn looks like. Like, how do those things bang? Is there like a tentacle that gets inserted into into a third stomach pouch? Oh, I man. think for that specific one, we need to ask um, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, there was an episode where Morty literally has like a fuck robot. Oh, that's true. It becomes a dad. Oh, yeah. Is that the same one where he becomes a dad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I want it to eventually come true. And I think it'll, here's my theory for another follow-up to this, is that Morty's finally going to get to bang Jessica, but it'll all be a dream. It'll all be in like a dream pod that like Rick makes for him. There will also be another dimension slash porn where Morty has to lick Rick's balls. Oh my God. Because it's the only thing that could save us from, from inevitable death, Morty. You have to get, it's okay. It's for, it's for the universe. Get down and lick, Rick my balls. <laughs> I'm trying to burp on command. Is this working? <laughs> fun fact, I can burp on command. I'm going to randomly command you to burp at the AVN. This will be fun. Wow. Oh, dear. That That is, you know, you have a talented uh, gag reflex in there, Alice. Guys, this is not an advertisement. If I turn off my video right now, you guys won't see me jerking off to that, right? It, you know, wh- <laughs> why would why would you turn the video off? Mm, hey. Look, I'm just saying, we are fans. <laughs> It's like, we're not only friends, we also enjoy the work. <laughs> if you want a video of me belching, $50. I mean, that's most you can get, I guess. $50. 50 bucks. You know what? We have yet to set up uh, an OnlyFans. Maybe this should be there. Eventually, we should have an, a Two Girls, One Mike All Fans or OnlyFans page. And just whatever wacky stuff we feel like doing, topless, I think she could just go on there. Not even topless. Maybe topless. I'll, Maybe I'll not. send some weird stuff on there. I don't know. Request us to do things on camera and we will do them. If you would sign up for Two Girls, One Mike OnlyFans, email us info at Two Girls, One Mike. We'll figure some shit out. Do either of you have like any adult stuff on the internet? Like The closest I got is the Motor Bunny thing. And then the closest I have is when I used to model latex. Okay. One day though. I mean, you know, the economy could take a turn. Look, if Playboy offers, I'm not going to say no. There you go. There you go. I'll go for Hustler. I don't care. My standards aren't that high. I like Hustler. What's lower than Hustler and Playboy? Um, Some dude who hits you up and totally has a camera and definitely is going to start a company soon. So can you just come over? And his test is just from like his general practitioner. and It's not from an actual testing facility. And it's like, hey, no, it's fine. Like, no, bud. No, it's super fucking not. Speaking from experience, perhaps. Have you ever accidentally, and here's a term that anyone who's modeled uh, has heard before, have you ever accidentally ended up at the abode of a guy with camera, of of a GWC as they're commonly referred to? Oh, yes, I fucking have. So speaking of GWCs, guys with cameras, I remember back in my college days, I think I went to someone's like apartment and they... I can't make this up. And these photos exist on someone's film roll. He had me pop balloons for him in like heels and stuff. And it was definitely a fetish thing. And I wasn't aware of it at the time. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I'm fully clothed, though. I was in lingerie and my weirdo guy just wanted me to read great works of literature in lingerie, lounging on a couch. So that reminds me of hysterical literature, which is a really, really cool so you can see it on YouTube where porn stars read from a book while they have a Hitachi on their junk and they're, they just keep reading through orgasms, which is really cool. The balloon I've popping thing. That. When you're at AVN, if you're on the floor, if you spend a lot of time on the floor, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I know for several years when I was first attending AVN, you just occasionally hear this very loud pop because there's some fucking idiot walks around asking performers to, if they can just record them, just blow up this balloon until it pops and they don't pay you. And it's just free fetish oh content. God. And it's like, dude, suck a million dicks. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking pay up or wow. shut up. But okay. So I had a, a GWC experience. I was in New York several years ago shooting a scene and I was there for a couple of days and um so I you know looked for people to shoot with there was someone who looked pretty legit shooting at a hotel room totally you know not atypical this dude answers the door wearing a towel and I come in and I drop this is just photos just solo girl photos just nude photos not a porn Ah! I mean pornographic but not a porn and he's wearing a towel and it's like okay well um Yikes. Are you going to, do you want to dress now? And he's I'll like. come back when you have pants on. Yeah, he, was, he shrugged and he's like, if you want me to. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I think you should. I think you should. Ooh. And then he put on some like baggy, like pajama pants or something. He's clearly touching himself through the entire shoot. And I'm just like. Oh, God. 
fuck. I, I just want to fucking get paid and get out of here. And you think going into a shoot like this, you're like, I've done my homework. I've, I've looked the guy up. They seem to have a portfolio. And you get there and you're like, something is fucking wrong. And like I was, you know, the guy in my case was like, he was easily 6'3", six, 6'4", six, much, you know, larger and stronger than me. And it's like, you know, he had a studio. He had a photography website. Like, and I look back at the pictures afterwards and I'm like, you know, I, I should have been a little more discerning, but because even though the pictures were good, like there was something off about it. And, you know, how are you supposed to know which opportunity? Why, why can't men just not be shitty? Oh, question for the ages. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pretty fucking gross as a, as a gender for the most part. Yeah. Of the genders, probably the less good one. Yeah. That's the thing. You never hear, you hear about GWCs. You never hear about women with cameras. It's not a male models thing. if you have dealt with the with the wwc email us literally no that's true it's like i've done modeling with a handful of i have a handful of still model friends and photographer friends never once a complaint about a female photographer being gross nope right i'm sure they exist like because obviously shitheads exist in all genders but i'm i'm pretty sure the only bad experiences i've heard about consistently are about men God damn it. How about this? If you want to see a girl naked, maybe develop a commanding presence and a personality. Or talent. Sense of humor. An ability to fuck worth a damn. False fails money, I guess. I don't know. I, I think if you ask some some men, they think all I need is hair and money and I'll be all set. <sighs> I don't know. No, I'd decent personality. How about not be a creep? I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take literally don't be a creep. Agreed. Don't be somebody who advertises yourself as a, I'm a nice guy. Nice is the basement floor. That is what gets you to be considered. After that, I need to know who you are as a human. That's also where the photo shoots are. <laughs> if you have to say that you're a nice guy, it's the same as, you know, really just being outspoken about how smart you are. Like if you're really smart, you don't have to tell me. If you're really a nice person, you don't have to say so. Which is great because this clearly describes a Rick and Morty fan base. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, here, my example I give for that is always the same. My I, One of my roommates is in the Bengals, and I didn't know she was in the Bengals for two fucking months of living here. Wow. Because she just, like, there are a bunch of other musicians in the house, and she wasn't, like, playing at the house. And I, I knew, like, people in the house kind of, you know, I live in a big old commune. And I, you know, I just asked her one day when someone else was playing the piano. I'm like, oh, do you play anything? She says, yeah, I play a little bass. I play a little bass. Fuck you. You play festivals. It took me another month after that to find out she was in the Bengals. And I'm like, oh, I guess if you have talent, you don't have to brag about it. It speaks for you. Goddamn. Just not that anyone knows where I live, but I, I will keep which bangle it is anonymous for her for her safety and protection. Well, also because we don't want me walking around saying it's just another manic Monday. Oh, wow. Ooh. It's like every once in a while, like something will come up, uh, like a Bengals song will come up in the house and just, you know, it's, I want, like, I just want a handful of Bengals band tees just to wear around or be like, Hey, Hey, I like your stuff. You do good work. If you ever have paperwork that you need her to sign, like, Hey, we have to renew the lease or, you know, just anything that needs to be officially signed. You should just be like, Oh my God, I'm such a fan. Can I have your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She did technically autograph something for me, like for Christmas, like as I bake and cook all the time and she loves my cookies and I made, um, you know, cookies for Christmas and she wasn't here, left her like a plate of them in her fridge and she brought me back a thing that her family made of glog um, that's apparently alcoholic and full of other random things and the bottle is signed. So I'm like, yeah, I got a bottle of glog signed by a bangle. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Just wear bangles around the bangle. I like bring your Egyptian friends around the bangle. Oh dear. What? You think you're walking like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she walks like an 80s rock star. Are you culturally appropriating my walk? <laughs> <laughs> She's culturally appropriating Mondays. <laughs> uh well, final thoughts on, on I, I want to see, much like we have on Adult Swim, I want a 10 episode per season deal of this. And I, I want to see more. I want Unity banging with like all of Unity. I, I, I want to see this happen. I want to see Morty and Jessica porn. I want to see Beth banging the fuck out of that chair again. I want more of this. I like that they've set up this universe with a thorough understanding of Rick and Morty. And I, I want to be in it. So A++ for only five minutes of plot. I want a little bit more Rick and Morty related dialogue throughout the sex. I understand why that can be challenging because, you know, when you're 
doing the sex part, it's like, okay, let's just focus on the stuff we're doing right now. But I would love a few more little like asides throughout, you know, they did a few, there was one or two where they sort of like channeled the fiction, but I want a little bit more of that. I want more follow-up. I just want more. And the fact that it left me just wanting more, like that's a pretty good review for a porno, right? I would say so. I mean, yeah. I want a Mr. Meesex box out of all of this, just because if you think about it, their consciousness is very temporary, so you don't have to feel guilt or shame about whatever the weird stuff you do with Mr. Meesex is. He's just there to perform oh. a goal. You're welcome. Okay, so the Mr. Meesex episode, Mr. Meesex, basically, if he's faced with a task that is incredibly difficult, borderline impossible, like his existence is pain. All they want is to just disappear and die. If you're someone who has a really hard time orgasming, you're about to fucking get into a hardcore BDSM relationship with Mr. Meeseeks. Oh my God. I'm down for that porn. I want that porn yesterday. See, instead of painting people all blue for Smurfs porn, Mr. Meeseeks porn. Into it. I like it. Oh man. They can just ask the guys from Blue Man Group for their makeup secrets. It'll also be labeled as Blue Man Group porn because that's probably, yeah. That has to exist somewhere. I'd be shocked if it didn't. Googling. Oh, my God. No, I'm fully on board with what you said about seeing more of them in character during the banging. Like, this is one of the, because we referenced. Found it. Nice. Of course it exists. Blue Glands Group. Oh, my God. Yep. But one of the things we love about uh, porn with Tommy Pistol is he tends to stay in character through the banging. And I'm like, I want to see more of this. It can look. If he can say, very nice, while banging is Borat, I'm just I'm just oh saying, we still have the Horat challenge. We are still waiting for people to write in and tell us they've taken it. Uh, if you are new to the show, I'm sorry. For, for all of you who have heard this already, just zoom ahead 30 seconds. I haven't heard. I want to know. Oh, okay, cool. So the Horat challenge is that we want you while you're in that, in that special moment with your partner and things are getting hot and heavy and you feel like you're about to come. We want you to completely commit and go, very nice. Do you guys think Sasha Baron Cohen has done that to Isla Fisher? Definitely. He definitely, I read an interview with her saying that she's had sex with all of his characters. Yeah, he's very method. Isla Fisher, right in. Isla Fisher, we want you. We want, we have questions. We want to know if Tommy Pistol as Horat was the same as banging uh, Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat. Just a quick aside. Isn't Tommy Pistol a fucking dream? Isn't he just the loveliest fucking, like he is just such a stand-up fucking guy. I've yet to meet him. I'm looking forward to the AVN so I finally can meet him. And like, he's been nothing but a sweetheart. Like anything that we're putting out there, he'll retweet. He's just, he is a good human and we like him. He's a delight. He's a wonderful person. Just everything around his partner, his like everything. He's just what you want any famous person to be. He's just fucking Nice. Great. He is the Mr. Rogers of porn. I mean, we all know that Lance Hart played Mr. Rogers in porn. Well, that was my but next question. But if there's going was... to be Lance Hart was Mr. Rogers of porn, and we will review that eventually. But if there is going to be a Mr. Rogers of porn, that's more Tommy Pistol. And I know, guys, for veterans of the show, we do suck proverbially Tommy Pistol's cock a lot on the show, but there is a reason. Lance Hart is also pretty fucking stand-up, though. Like, he is yeah, a really he good is, definitely. He was great on the show. Yeah, and he and his beautiful wife are just fucking, like, goals, Aww. hardcore. I played Lance's wife in a gay porno. Oh, my. That scoundrel got down and dirty with the person who is renting our our extra room while I was on a business trip. But you know what? He's just such a sweetheart. I forgive him. (laughs) Ella, what's one of the craziest scenes that you've shot? Oh, man. It's been a fucking over a decade, so it's hard. But I would say one of the cool, crazy ones was there's a performer named Mona Wales who, like, she and I have very similar facial structure. People frequently mistake us for each other off. People come up to me at conventions talking to me. And, you know, I I always pretend that I know who someone is because I'm not great at that. (laughs) But it'll then become apparent that, oh, you think I'm Mona. That's what's going on. I even had a mutual friend of ours who had attended another performer's wedding who started texting me thinking I was Mona. I was like, no, I'm not Mona. I'm Ella. And they were like, okay. And still insisted, like they, they still didn't get it. And I was like, no, I was not at the wedding. I was sick. You are not talking to Mona right now. I don't know how much clearer I can make this. I am Ella, darling. 
not mortal whales. We are separate entities. I just Googled her because I was curious and I, I can see why people would mix you two up. Yeah. So we did a porno directed by Five Star, who's a badass director for Kink. And basically she was a mad scientist who cloned herself and I was her clone. And we, it was the crazy shit, like just even unintentionally, we like mirrored each other's like movements and we spoke the same. Like it was this very... You were starting to do the the creepy twin thing. Yeah, it was very twinny. It was cool as shit, but it was definitely kind of wild. I think it was probably an electro, I don't know if it was an electro thing or not. I don't know. It was something. Did it add a hot element to it that you were quote banging your twin or your clone? It did. Also, that we were in this sort of mad science laboratory was really cool. Oh, goddamn. Yeah. In fact, Kate just put out, they released a very short clip of me from that shoot on Twitter where I'm just like being a fucking dorky dumbass, just like dancing around, just dancing, dancing, dancing. And it's like, hey, yeah, everybody who thinks that like we're miserable and, and awful and like everything is terrible for performers on porn sets... Why don't you take a look at my dumbass little dance right here and tell me how fucking oppressed I am? <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I get it that we meet and talk to the people that have been in the porn industry for a long time that have not had a bad go of it. But like we keep on not getting email from people who were like, I was in for three months and it was awful. Here is my hard luck story. So like I'm waiting. You mean Mia Kafila? <clears throat> yeah. That. Oh, Khalifa. Well, we haven't gotten her email and that's exactly her situation supposedly. Well, but continue. Any fucking job, any job, I don't give a fuck what your job is, you're going to have coworkers who have tried it and hated it and left and quit very soon after. It just happens to be an industry that the stakes are, are high and you're very physically involved and it's something that crosses a lot of boundaries that a lot of people have. And like, yeah, it's not for fucking everybody. It shouldn't be. It's pornography. It is not for every fucking person. But just because it's not up your alley doesn't mean it's not totally right for someone else. And if you realized after a few months that it wasn't for you, I'm sorry you spent that much time doing something you hated, but like, I'm glad you're out of it. You shouldn't be here. Yep. Okay, so first off, we have some patrons to thank, as usual. So, patrons, you guys are getting some awesome additional content. So head over to twogirlswithmike.com or patreon.com slash twogirlswithmike. And patrons we want to thank this week are... Norman Trowell, James, Electra Dees, Brian Normand, Brent, James, Stefan Lind, Couch Potato, Bob St. Jacuz, Jason, Robert Apardzi, Dave, John Daly, Timothy Hamilton, and many, many others. If you want to become a patron, just head on over to those sites. Like I said, twogirlsonmike.com or patreon.com slash twogirlsonmike. We will see you there. Uh, but also, Ella, where can our listeners find you and your awesome new app? I am... On any social media that I'm actually going to respond to you on at ELA Darling, Ella Darling, mostly just Twitter and Instagram. If you find me on Snapchat, fucking good luck. I am way too old. I'm geriatric <laughs> compared to that fucking community. TikTok, what? No, don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> feel like there's an age limit for those or something. Yeah, there. I mean, Snapchat fucking designed their shit to exclude elderly folks like myself, and I'm fine with it. But um, I'm at Ella Darling and at Vero Club on Twitter or Vero, V-I-R-O dot club is where you can find the app that I am the director of marketing for. And in a hopefully the near future, depending on development time, you will be able to have a sexy oral sex and foot fetish scene with me or experience with me as a fucking video game avatar on Vero Club and I'm super fucking psyched for it. So make sure you have your teledildonics ready and connected and I'll S your D or L your V or whatever you like. <laughs> okay, well, okay. you have to let us know when that's out. Absolutely. Awesome. Love it. And but where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe on Instagram and Twitter and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe, where I am serving up snark and science. Alice, where can people find you and our podcast? Y'all can find me at Rational Blonde on Twitter and Instagram, but I don't use Instagram. So sorry, guys, I guess. Uh, my last post was like, I think a year ago. But uh, Twitter, I'm absolutely there. But the podcast at TGOM Podcast, we have a Twitter, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, we're we're trying to get better at the new social media stuff because we're all old people. I'm not good at social media. I don't, I make no fucking apologies. I'm 33 years old. 
basically everything is on Instagram and and YouTube and TikTok now. And we are old Facebook slash Twitter people. And so we shall die out with the dinosaurs. Oh, man. Or we will learn to use Instagram. I, I guess. I mean, it's just so much work. Or the kids will finally come around to Facebook. <laughs> Oh, or not. I mean, Facebook owns everything already. I mean, they already own Instagram. Did you guys sign up for MeWe, the new social platforming? So I signed up and it's like, mm-hmm. no one's on there. Yeah, I signed up. I don't even know what the fuck that is. MeWe, it's it's like Facebook, but not Facebook. And if you run a page uh, like I do with Cybabe, you pay to use the thing as opposed to them giving it to you for free, but then taking your data. Right. I like that idea. I, I think that the paid model is so much fucking safer for people who are like not happy about Cambridge Analytica, but they're only not happy about it until a credit card is involved. I signed up for the new wiki one, the the one started by the Wikipedia guy, Mm. but it was not good. So I Uh. didn't do anything. I think the challenge is with the paid model is that they need to work on microtransactions, if anything, as opposed to, hey, you need to sign up and there's a fee associated because you're going to get a lot less people signing up for a platform as opposed to if the barrier to entry is nothing versus here's additional content, but you have to pay for it. It is kind of microtransaction because like to start up Cybabe, I needed to pay a very you know small fee per month. But this also guarantees that you're not going to have uh, someone uh, setting up 30 pages to have troll pages. People aren't setting up, you know, it's, it discourages fake accounts, at least like it doesn't stop them. Fair. But it's not like pay $50 to start up. It's like if you want to run a, a public page like I do, then, you know, it's like what, $2 per month. It was really low. But I think if that's all I have to pay to stop my data from being, you know, so to the highest bidder, fine, I'll pay them. I would I would happily pay $10 a month for Facebook if they would stop all their fuckery. Jesus. How many people would pay that much money per month just to be like, just, you know, whatever, just stop sending me ads of something that I talked about on the phone a minute ago? I wouldn't even trust Facebook to do that. They're dipshits. They are king dipshit of fuck mountain. It, <laughs> oh my God. And I, you've been on fuck mountain in an orgy, so you would know. <laughs> If they could just get my timeline to always show up on most recent posts, that's if they could do that and have the algorithm from like 2014 when it was really easy to get new followers, I I would forgive all of the whole the whole death of democracy thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, okay, so we're recording this episode, by the way, uh, around the same time that College Humor just laid off over 100 people because they essentially through their business model onto Facebook, as a lot of media and publishing companies did. Oh, yeah. Uh, So a little background. Uh, So me and my friend Dan, we run, a well, mostly he and his friend James now, I used to, but barely anymore, uh, run a bunch of Facebook pages. We called it the Science Enthusiast Network. It's like a dozen to two dozen different pages. Let me put it this way. Facebook made it so lucrative to post content that you basically thought, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to get all this awesome traffic for free and get paid, then why not throw my content onto Facebook as opposed to self-hosting it? Uh, the reason that College Humor just laid off a fuck ton of people, just so you have an idea, I mean, some of those pages were making double, triple digits. Six months later, they're making maybe less than 100 bucks, not even. Yikes. And I'm not kidding. It's because Facebook inflated the numbers. They had to rely on their traffic. Then in order to get the same amount of traffic, and you know this event, you run a yeah, page. They're like, hey, why don't you pay more? And then X amount more people can see it. <laughs> I mean, it's part of the reason why I held off on doing video for so long, because it's like at first YouTube changed their algorithm. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I should focus on Facebook. Maybe I should start a Vimeo page. Haha, <laughs> Vimeo, no one uses it. Uh, and like then when the Facebook algorithm changed, it was like, who's the less shitty place to put your content on? And even though YouTube still shitty, still algorithms that are going to fuck with you, they don't throttle things quite the same way that Facebook does. Like there is so much uh, tugging of the strings on Facebook now that like just wasn't there five years ago. Facebook, they were so trying to get people to promote video content last year that CPMs were ridiculous, just so you guys have an idea. So the CPMs, uh, so right now it's like pulling teeth to get like a dollar or two. And just so you guys have an idea, it's a metric essentially that you get paid a certain amount per like a thousand people who click on something. So whether that's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, three fifty, those numbers for video, when they were trying to heavy promote video, we're talking like per thousand clicks getting 
paid like 17 to 20 dollars jesus which if you have a following that's a lot and adds up so do you guys see why now media companies were like pour all the money into facebook yep. <sighs> whoops we done fucked up we done fucked up democracy that's just democracy that's dying no big deal And unfortunately, a lot of our comedian friends, including Ryan Creamer, were laid off from the College Humor uh, layoffs. Fucking sucks, man. If you're looking for writers, you can do far worse than the wonderful gang of writers and funny people over at College Humor. I believe that's where Adam Conover of Adam Ruins Everything got his start. Uh, I want to say it was also Rachel Bloom who started there um, of uh, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So like tons of talented people going through there. If you're someone who hires writers, please go check out their Twitter accounts and find them and hire them uh guys thanks for tuning in this week and we will see you next week bye-bye bye norman trowell james electra dees brian normand brent james stefan lind couch potato bob st jacuz jason robert apardzi dave john daly timothy hamilton and many many others